And that hotel, I kid you not, I think we were the only people there. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to the Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco, and today we're going to talk about traveling during COVID. Yeah, Tommy, I heard you took a little trip. Uh, apparently, you're feeling really brave and uh, did a little, <laughs> got out of the house for sure, which I think a lot of people have been either wanting or needing at this time. Yeah, it was much needed. And just full disclosure here, this would have been Memorial Day week. So we are 14 days plus beyond that at the time we're recording this podcast. So uh, for anyone that may be concerned about how we fared during the aftermath, we are still healthy and safe. So we were able to successfully travel and actually visited three states, uh, stayed in five different hotels uh, over the course of a week and a half or so. And uh, it was an interesting experience for sure, uh, even from city to city within the same state. There was some, some interesting things to talk about. Well, and to, to put a little bit of a time stamp on this, so you were traveling Memorial Day weekend. Um, right now we're looking at the very beginning of July, and we're starting to see, and so this might, uh, it's actually a timely episode, I think, because we're starting to see mm-hmm. other states begin potentially lockdowns or certain levels of lockdowns again. Um, California, Texas, Michigan, um, I think there's two others. Florida uh, would be another Mm -hmm. one where they're starting to say you can't go back to the beaches, you can't, you know, bars are being forced to close. So I think this is timely because summer is here and people might want to get away and get find some things to do that's just not at home where they've been the last four months. Yeah, for sure. And that's part of what prompted this discussion because, you know, when we made our plans, we were in the middle of just reopening within our state and in the U.S. And things from there, you know, kind of completely opened and got back to some sense of normality. But now, as you mentioned, we're seeing things kind of be reeled back in. And that's going to be probably the reality as we continue to navigate this. So here's the setup for this. We had originally planned a summer trip out west. It was going to require, obviously, rental cars and staying in some big cities and then getting into some national parks and flying to do so. And so in the midst of all this, obviously, we began to reconsider all of our plans. We were torn about flying. You know, hey, this may be maybe the safest time ever to fly because things are being sanitized and the planes aren't full and people (laughs) are wearing masks. But at the same time, you know, do you want to be that far away and expose yourself to things? And of course, we know even more now than we did just a few months ago when we were making these decisions. And so it's been interesting to kind of wrestle with the reality and the logic and the emotion and all the things that we've all been having to deal with and interpret. So all of that to say, we ended up canceling those plans. We wanted to do that trip when we can fully enjoy it and decided to do something where we could drive. And that on a previous podcast, we talked about two essential travel destinations. Mine was Key West. Matt, yours was Charleston. And that was somewhere that's been on my list even before you and I talked about it on that episode. So we ended up making our way to Charleston and then working our way down the East Coast and then coming back home. It was a good trip. We had a lot of fun and 
interesting times to make this trip. So the one thing I really want to start with, Tommy, is with you had mentioned a rental car and and hotels, and and we know that everything was was being closed. I don't remember if it's um, Avis or Budget, but one of those car rental companies, I think, either stopped serving customers or went out of business. I don't remember which. Um, so what pre-planning really went into this sort of three-state tour? Granted, you were already in Alabama, but what sort of pre-planning did you do? <laughs> um, pre-calling, Googling, What what's the best way to say, okay, I'm going to go to these neighboring states or even to another city that's a couple hours away? What are What's the process for being able to find places and locations that are open? Yeah, it's a fluid situation. And so the things that we had planned for our other trip were able to be fairly easily unwound, including the airfare and the rental car stuff. And then we had the car rented for this trip, but decided to just drive our own vehicle and we're able to cancel that at the last minute. So it's probably always wise to make plans that have flexible cancellation policies or options maybe to even buy insurance. Uh, although some of the insurance in these cases, I don't think didn't cover maybe airfare, but it's even more important now because you're looking at maybe condo rentals or things where there's a, a larger window of time in which you have to cancel or you cannot cancel or you'll lose money. You know, with most hotel bookings, you can cancel maybe day before. And then, of course, a large hotel chain, which we're Marriott people, they were very flexible. Obviously, we're dealing with this pandemic, you know, had people that were working from home and had laid off people and all kinds of stuff. And so it was easy to make changes. And um, obviously, there's a lot of availability out there. So it wasn't that difficult. But looking ahead, obviously, you want to make sure that the hotels are operational and we had some interesting experiences. You know, just because the hotel was open did not mean it was the same experience that you ordinarily got. And we can talk about that here in a little bit. But there are, you know, issues with maybe breakfast or the capacity of the hotel or what facilities are open and how they clean your room and what amenities you get. And all those things are, are different probably state to state and property to property. So the key takeaways that I'm hearing are double check cancellation policies before you book with a place to make sure that obviously you don't get fall into that of sorry you don't get a refund and to always have a backup plan if somewhere you do happen to show up and they decided to close the day before so you have at least somewhere to go or you know whether it be a restaurant or, or a site that you're seeing put in some contingencies in there yeah of course and we didn't have any real trouble with staying at the places that we had reserved and again that's another perk of dealing with a large hotel chain that this has that infrastructure to communicate with them online and check in early and all that stuff but you definitely want to pay attention to what's available as far as restaurants in that area hour and we've all experienced this i'm sure hours are have varied uh, restaurants that were open all day are now only open partially throughout the day or throughout the week or not at all of course some are doing only carry out so maybe a lot of the top locations that you would want to visit restaurants maybe that you would want to eat they may not even be open right now so you want to take that into consideration and you can find a lot of good info usually on the tourist or chamber websites for the areas that you're going to visit they'll have a list of what's open and what the restrictions are and then of course yelp open table trip advisor they had a lot of relevant information that would show, you know, hey, check with this restaurant. COVID may have affected their hours or they're temporarily closed or so on and so forth. 
Yeah, I think it seems to be catching up, at least at some of the places in town. And I don't know if this is an issue, but Google has been a little bit unreliable in looking up places with the hours or being open. But I'm starting to see now that there's people out there that says, uh, just as you had mentioned on Yelp or OpenTable, which is hours possibly changed, be sure to call. Or some people have updated it to say, new post-COVID-19 hours are this to this. So definitely a little research is going to save you a little bit of heartache, especially if you're trying to get to that one restaurant that you want to for sure. So Tommy, talk a little bit about the differences that you saw across state to state, because we kind of had a a brief chat about this, that some states were a little more difficult and other states, of course, were a lot more open. Yeah, I think that was the most interesting thing for us from an observation along the way. You know, we started here in Alabama and stayed near Auburn in Opelika. And it was a resort hotel, and it was fully functional for the most part. The restaurant was limited and doing carryout for some of the day and very limited in restaurant dining because there was one on site there. The pool was open, but it was at uh, limited capacity, and you kind of stood at the gate to wait to get in. They would sanitize an area if there was one available. So, again, it all felt like a well-oiled machine. You felt safe. They didn't come into your room to clean the room. We thought maybe they forgot because we saw them in the hallway. But, you know, we, we quickly learned that they were cleaning new rooms and needed time to fully sanitize where people were checking out. But they weren't coming into people that were staying unless you requested that. Sometimes in some locations they wouldn't even do that. They would just leave towels at the door or bring them for you, additional shampoos, things like that. So that was interesting. And, you know, one of the things we enjoy about being on vacation, and Matt, I think you're the exact opposite of this, is we like them coming in and cleaning the room, making the bed, organizing everything, because obviously that doesn't happen at home unless we do it. So it's kind of one of the perks of vacation for us. But I think you're the lock it down, don't come in my room, aren't you? I am 100%. And actually, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny listening to you talk about them wiping down you know, all the pool chairs and everything else so you can see it. And it makes you wonder, as uh, I know, Tommy, you uh, are somewhat mindful of this. You're probably not the germaphobe level that I am. Um, But it makes you really wonder what they were doing before all of COVID, which was, and maybe it was there, it just wasn't as public, or it was every two hours, or it was every day, or whatever it may be. It's like the germaphobes perfect time to travel, in my opinion, because everything's (laughs) being super clean. Yeah, it was. And but when we would check in, we would go to the room, we would spray it down with Lysol. We'd wipe the the knobs with Lysol wipes. Of course, we're carrying hand sanitizer everywhere. And the first time we did this and we we've done this before COVID, but the first time we did it, we did not leave the room fast enough. And so we were all in there kind of coughing at the, with a Lysol, you know. So <laughs> Get that scratchy throat. <laughs> that's right. What we would do after that first mishap is we would go in, or I would go in even, or Shelly would go in, and we would spray, sanitize the room, the bed, the phone, the remote, the doorknobs, the light switches, everything on our own. And then we'd leave, maybe go get dinner or go uh, unload the car or whatever to just kill an hour or less or more to allow that to <laughs> circulate in the room and kind of settle. 
So that's a, a big pre-planning tip. But even there in, in Alabama, which was open at the time, we had trouble restaurants on the way out of town and just some different things that, you know, like going down the list, trying to find somewhere to eat. And it's a smaller town, so that was a problem. But we left there and made a made a stop in Atlanta to visit some family. And I had been hearing that Georgia was like the first to open. They criticized, I think even the president criticized Georgia for opening. And at least the initial visit to Georgia for us was the exact opposite. Like felt like everything was shut down, limited, closing early. And maybe this was just the area of Atlanta we were in. But we checked into that hotel. The doors were locked. I uh, had to call to get them to let you in. We went in. There's one person working. She was wearing a mask, of course, and she checked us in, said, hey, the bistro's closed. We will have coffee and muffins available in the morning, but there's no food to order. You're just kind of out of luck. And that hotel, I kid you not, I think we were the only people there. Wow. She was probably the only staff member there as well. And the next morning, I got up to go get the muffins and the coffee. And I come into the lobby area where the bistro is and the check-in area, and she's sit, literally sitting at a table in the bistro folding towels and washcloths. And she gets up to go get the coffee. She's like, hey, I've got a brew. It's going to take a couple of minutes. And she brings out a plate of muffins. She just kind of asked me how many I needed before, and then she brings out a plate for me to kind of pick off the plate. Of course, they were wrapped, They're the pre-wrapped muffins. So that was a dramatic difference from the, our first stay at this resort where there were precautions, but there were a lot of people there. Uh, there all, everything was kind of open and functioning. Then you could, you know, eat and not really feel much different to there where it really felt like war zone kind of apocalypse uh, hotel stay. It was different than anything we'd ever experienced. And then we left there to go into Charleston and we arrived in Charleston at a you know, reasonable hour late in the evening and you had to go upstairs to check in. So we're kind of downstairs waiting with the kids. Shelly goes upstairs to check in. And maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, she's like, there's nobody here. I'm like, should we come up? What's taking so long? So we all go up. There's nobody there. The office door is open. The phones are ringing. And this is a large waterfront hotel on the river in Charleston. Mm-hmm with a marina and everything and uh another patron of the hotel comes through and makes a comment that he's had problems but good luck finding somebody there's one person there so literally 30 minutes later this is after 1-800 numbers are called and everything she comes kind of rolling up she's hot sweating you could tell she's just been came from across the property i don't know but she checks us in. This is a long story. I'll make short. She ends up giving us a key to a room that was already occupied. She meets us in the lobby. Like we're coming back down to, after we discovered this, she had realized it and gave us a different room key and apologized. And same thing next morning, coffee muffins were set out. Nothing else was open. The bistro wasn't open or, you know, the restaurant's uh, area was closed. And there we really, saw very little housekeeping staff. Uh, we asked them on the way out one day to change towels and give some toiletries and such, and they didn't. So we had to seek that out later. And so it kind of went from good to bad to worse. And we were starting to think, man, did we, uh, did we make a mistake here? You know, is this going to be our experience going forward? 
and we had a great time there, but it was still different from a tourist attraction standpoint too. But then that actually led to the remainder of the trip being very, very normal and also back in, in Georgia. So I'll pause there, man, because I've been talking a lot. Any questions about all that story so far? It's uh, It was an interesting journey for sure. Well, it it does sound interesting. And one of the things that I'm I'm hearing that probably needs to be done if you are going to take that road trip is you're going to want to call the hotel and probably ask. And whether or not they'll tell you is a whole other story, of course. Um, but ask them mm-hmm. what services they're offering. Do they have breakfast? Do they not have breakfast? Um, I would say from a standpoint, and I usually do this anyway when I'm on a trip, but I'd probably be bringing uh, at least, if I've got extra room, at least my own uh, soap and all that good stuff, probably an extra towel just right. in case, and uh, definitely breakfast bars because I'm not a muffin guy. So, Yeah, and you know we did some of that research ahead of time too and got some feedback beforehand. But the reality is you know, these places were just reopening in some cases, the hotels that is. And you would think that they would not do so without the ability to have staff in place to operate like normal circumstances. But these are not normal circumstances, and they were not able to have staff come back in, whether it was a financial issue or they were unavailable or they were sick or who knows, right? So it was definitely a shift for us where we're used to there being staff available. And if you didn't have the employees to operate, then you would not reopen. But that's not what happened there. You know, they probably remained open the whole time. They just didn't have visitors. So very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think this really caught everyone off guard. Um, I saw a really good uh, message from the Shark Tank guy, uh, Robert Herchevik. Uh, you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it said, what What was your 2020, or where did your 2020 digital plan come from? Your CEO, uh, your CIO, which is the chief information officer, or COVID-19? And I think that's probably how a lot of the pandemic planning happened. It happened on the fly and not really to, to tie this back to financial planning and everything, but that's why the process has to be there for these sudden things that come up. And I think you probably it caught a lot of people with off guard or, or on the wrong foot with all of this going on. So one last question, Tommy, you know, we're almost mm-hmm. to 20 minutes or beyond 20 Getting minutes a here. Long here. Yeah. So tell me, how was your lunch or dinner at the Charleston Crab House, which I recommended in our in the travel podcast like uh, three <laughs> years ago? Yeah, it was excellent. So we did make plans to visit there. They were open, and uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out if you're in Charleston. Thanks for that tip. Hashtag not an ad, just someplace. And you know, eventually when I get <laughs> back right. there, I will. Uh, I just wanted to make sure it was still up to snuff because when I do go back, I'll definitely be uh, booking a spot there for sure. So yeah, for sure, we were glad we did it. Well, good. And and Tommy, thanks for that insight. It's definitely something that I'm interested in. Normally, we travel in October. Don't know what things will be like there, but very relevant information for me to be able to start to set something up and and get away from being at home. So with that said, why don't you wrap it up? Yeah, definitely. And I'll say this before closing, you know, the remainder of the trip was very normal for us from a hotel standpoint. So it really depends, obviously, on 
where you're going, what's going on in that area, you know, even probably who is in charge of that property and maybe some of the decisions that they're making. And this has obviously been just mostly about the hotels. So there are other things to consider too. want to be prepared with the sanitizer and all these things we talked about. So think ahead, obviously plan ahead. Uh, We made some last minute decisions to avoid some areas that looked like they were going to be extremely busy because we didn't really want to be in crowds. You know, the elevator experience was different. So, you know, you're getting in elevators and you're not, you're waiting and standing back, letting people get off. And then you're only getting on with one or two or your, your family. And so that took a little time in a couple of the areas. So, so there were definitely some different things to experience and, and consider, but all in all, we had a great time and I would encourage you to get out to do so. Take some time to make some plans. There's a lot of precautions being taken, and you can definitely still take advantage of traveling and enjoying our great country. And all that being said, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep it essential. And thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.